Okay, let's get into Parshas Baha'aloscha Tavshin Pei as we uh, continue here in Sefer Bamidbar. Uh, the next few weeks, we, uh, we here in Eretz Yisrael will be uh, a week ahead of Achenu uh, Bnei Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz. But the Torah is the Torah, and here we go with Parshas Baha'aloscha. We'll start off with one thought we actually did about 10 years ago, but it's a thought that uh, is worthy of rep- repetition. So the Torah starts off, we know, with the menorah. Baloscha has many different areas, many different uh, partios and sections, all somewhat different. We have Pesach Sheni, and we have the Levium uh, going into the place of the Kohanim, and we have the Chatzotzrots, and we have, of course, the uh, the Nesim again, by Hibitzoh Aaron, the Misonanim, the Mon, Miriam, and Aaron and Moshe. So many different stories here, uh, so we'll have to pick and choose. So we start off with a thought about the menorah, where the, Hashem tells Aaron a Kohen, Daber al Aaron v'martoi love, Hashem tells Moshe to tell Aaron, Bahaloscha es haneros el menorah, when you raise up the, the neros, Ya'iru, Shivas Neros, the seven Neros, as we know, the menorah in the Mishkan and the Mikdash had seven arms. He raised up the Neros, and the description uh, continues. Rashi, in the name of Chazal, pick up on the word Vizeh. And this. What's the this? Why is this such a uh, important point to uh, mention? Says the says uh, Rashi. I'm just fixing my screen here. Okay, says Rashi. Hashem showed him with a finger. because it was difficult for him. Rashi alluding to the Chazal that whenever it says zeh. It always means uh, clarity of vision, able to be pointed out. That's vizet. We know b'nei nuzet by Betzara Mora. It always means you could you could point to it. It's so clear. Hachodesh hazelachem. Zeh is uh, <coughs> the moon. Wasn't sure about where the uh, where the moon uh, you know had to be makadish lavana. But here too vizet. The menorah was difficult to make. How does it, what does it look like with all the prachim and the gevim? So vizet it would show to Moshe Rabbeinu. Shown to Moshe. Rav Nissen Alpert gives a mashal, or says that this could be a mashal for life. He quotes Rashi. Ubi Let me explain a mashal. Two people, two carpenters, were given chomer lebinyan. Two carpenters are given um, raw materials to build a house. Lebinyan bias. The Eitzim, Vavanim, the Afar, Upatish, wood and stones and dirt, a hammer, Umageros and saws, they live no spies. Okay, how do you, but they, they never went to school. They don't know how to make the house. They have all the materials, but but what do you do? So, two choices. Echad mehem, Holach lenagar, One of them became an apprentice. He went to a professional carpenter and learn the tricks of the trade and the skills and how to do things. Then he returned to his own raw materials. And then he came home and built his own house. The other one said, no, I'm not going to go ask anybody. I'm going to figure it out myself. He started to try it out with the raw materials that he had. He took some of the wood. He took the saws. 
al yidei chomer shebiyado. Feitzivus avanim vechatach kasheitziv. He cut the wood. He chiseled the rocks. Ubir oso shechadach yoser midai. He did a little too much. Kitzer he shortened it. Ubir oso shekitzer herich. And this was too short. He made it too long. Achenas lenagher. So he also by the end of the week he learned how to be a carpenter. There was only one difference. When the other uman came back, he had his raw materials to build with. Ukshenasa uman. The Ratzel Livno's bias. But the second one, what he wanted to build, Ra'a Shekfar Azalachomer. There was no raw materials left. Ve'enlo Eitzim Va'avanim Livno's habayas. And there was nothing left to build the house. That's the Mashal. So what's the Nimshal? V'cheinu Chayi Ha'adam. Do we go to professionals and then live our life? Or do we live our life and test things out and figure it out and then we might use up the raw materials? And then we might be left with, without any time, without any material left to, to be productive with. Hazman Katsar Vamalacha Maruba. As the Mishnah says in Perkiavos, the time is short, the Malachi is great. Ve'ein da'dai penai l'nasos kamadarchei There's not enough time to test all different drachim in life. In this, is this proper? Is this proper? Is this proper? We don't have time. Only 120 years. If we just search for it ourselves and try to figure out what works to be productive and to be spiritual, by the time we figure it out, it might be very late. And the time might be, you know, later in life. Lefichach, Nasan la Kaddish Baruch was Tarasso. Hashem gave us a professional carpenter. He gave us the Torah. Because if we look in the Torah, then we'll realize exactly how to live and then bring it back. Bring it back to our lives. Vachachmah elokis shall der himmelsher spiegel. The Haluka mirror. Shalachayim kazeh ra'ava kidesh. If we look in the Torah, then we can relate it back to our lives and know exactly how we're supposed to live it most productively. This is how you should live on this earth. We won't have to rely on life experiences to, to figure out you know, what the MS is and how we want to live. So Hashem says Moshe the Menorah, the Menorah is the Semel, is the symbol of Torah, of Tarshval Peh. There's so much that's written about the light of the menorah. Mishamela says HaTorah, Kiner Mitzvah V'Torah Or. Lefichach, Moshe Rabbeinu said, please show me the menorah. Show it to me, so I could show it to all of Klal Yisrael. Hifzir Moshe Rabbeinu, all of HaShalom, Sheyareyu Hashem Lo, Ulechol Bnei Yisrael, Menorah Shlema, Shehimare HaChayim. Show me a full menorah, which is the the mirror of life. And if I could do that, so then that could be the shining example, what we need. We won't have to test out. We won't have to see, does this work, does that work? We'll know. We'll know from the beginning what works, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. And we'll be like that first carpenter that learns from an expert and not just wasting away our lives. Remember the mashal reminds us a little bit of the mashal at the beginning of the Ramchal's, Mesul Yisharim, right in the maze. Life is a maze. So either we can look up top, there's somebody up there that already has been through the maze. He'll tell us which way to go. Make a right, make a left, do this, do that. So if we listen to him, we'll be able to, to function and, do, and, and get out quickly and use the time. No, no, I'll take care of it myself. I'll figure it out. 
I'll go this way, it's a dead end, I'll have to go back, or this way. If we don't listen to the person, if there is, so the Talmidei Chachamim, our leaders, are on the top of the of the maze already. They could tell us how to how to uh, how to get to the ends, how to get to the most productive ways of life, and that is what we should try to do as much as we can. Okay, the menorah is the symbol of that first carpenter that learns how to be a carpenter from the experts. Okay, moving right along. Vaydabar Hashem Moshe Leimar Hashem says to Moshe, Kachas Halavim. The Leviim are are taken. Bimkom, the firstborns. Uh, we'll get back to that Hashem, a little bit uh, a little bit later. But we have uh, after that in Parak Tess, we have Pesach Sheni. By Daber Hashem Moshe Bar Sinai, Bashana Hashenis Letzesa Meretz Mitzrayim Bachodesh Arishon Lemar. You read the pasuk, and we usually just skim over this part of the pasuk because you know the rest of the parsha Pesach Sheni. We've spoken in past years about these amazing people who were Pesach Sheni Jews. They don't want to take no for an answer. They said, "No, we want to take part." Lomani Gara, and that's how we have to be in life. So this pasuk is usually glossed over. It's just background. We usually. Um, one might pick up on it because this is the only place that's mefurish in the Torah that's ein muktam Torah, right? This date here given in Parak Tess is earlier than the date in Parak Aleph of Sefer Bamidbar. So this is the only place that everyone has to agree, including the Ramban, who doesn't like to say ein muktam Torah, but even he has to agree here that ein muktam the Torah is not written in chronological order. Because the dates themselves are are given, but if we look at the wording of the pasuk, it's somewhat unusual. Because Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe in Mar Sinai, Bashana Hashenis, in the second year, with Seisamaris Mitzrayim, when they went out of Mitzrayim, Bachodesh Arishon. So we're given the year and the month, but in the middle of the year and the month, we have the phrase, with Seisamaris Mitzrayim. Why is that phrase stuck in the middle? Lachar, if you're giving a date, give the year, the month, at least, give the day also, the year, the month, and then say, Litzay Samaris Mitzrayim. It was also the Chodesh Arishon of Litzay Samaris Mitzrayim. So why do you emphasize, why do we link Litzay Samaris Mitzrayim, Dafka to Bashan Hashanis? Why is that in the middle of the phrase? Question one. Question two. If we look in the Arachayim HaKadosh, in source number two, he asked this, I think, as the second question. Let's see what he first asks. Tzarech Ladas, Lama Shina Hakasuf, Seder Haragil, Lahaktim Zichron HaChodesh, V'acharkach Zichron Hashana. We mentioned it's in a different order. But not only that, if you look at the first Pasuk in the Sefer, it first says the month, and then says the year. And here, it's the opposite. We have Bashana Hashenis. First we have the year, and then we have the month, Bachodesh Arisha. So why is it flipped? Why here, first the year, and then the month? Question one, and then question two, what we said earlier, why in the middle? Kam ki line four. Shekasaf, Zichron in the middle of mentioning the date, <laughs> you just put the month first, put the month first, and then the year, and then let's say some Eretz Mitzrayim. What was wrong with that? Fine. Od Right, this is a classic Arachayim HaKadosh. Right, question upon question upon question. And then I'll give a pshat of what's going on here. 
od yesh lahair. Lamanishtanis parshazu shalonomarba daberal bene Yisrael kachalatarakula. It says here, Hashem says to Moshe, and just says to Moshe. Doesn't see anywhere that he's supposed to tell Bnei Yisrael anything. Right, that's unusual, right? It's Moshe did tell Bnei Yisrael in Pasuk Dalit. Moshe al Bnei Yisrael But usually, right? If we look at all the others, So what's going on here with this Pasuk? So many questions just on this Pasuk. One more question. It's probably has bothered many a Balkare or others, Pasik Base. The Yasu Bene Yisrael Zapasak Bamoado. And they, the Jewish people, shall do the carbon pesach in its time. What do you mean Vyasu? What about Tasu? Do. Vyasu and they shall do? Like telling a story? Shouldn't this be a command? And if we already know, or Vayasu and they did. What's Vyasu and they shall do? Right, what is that vav? What's the vav? Line eight. Od amro v'yasu betosefes vav betchilas inyan. Right, what is that saying? Yes, vav is the most common letter to start psukim in the Torah. That's true. And every column in the Torah starts with a vav, except for five. Except for five, uh, there are six psukim that the minog is to start. Beis yud shin mem vav b'kashemo. But one of them is a vav. So that one doesn't count, via Idabam. But the other five are unique columns, Bereshis and Matovu, a couple of the others. We've spoken about that in the uh, in the past. But either way, what is that Vav uh, doing doing here? So, number one, why is the year before the month? Why is, let's say, some Baris Mitzrayim in the middle? <coughs> why do you have a Vav Yasu? And why doesn't it say Daber El Bnei Yisrael? Four different questions asked the Arachayim. Rabbi uh, Rabbi uh, Isaac Bernstein used to call the Arachayim HaKadosh the Ramban of the Achronim. The Ramban of the Achronim. Right, comes up with various questions in the background and then put it all together. And says the Arachayim, let me try to explain. What's the message of this Pasuk? Kichash HaKasov Lomar She'ein Mitzvah's Pesach El Mitzrayim so this is a small suggestion first. He says, maybe you would have thought Karma Pesach is only in the land of Egypt. And then when they get there, it's Yisrael, but not in the desert. So maybe that's what it's saying. They should do it. Why would, why would it be like that? Why wouldn't you have to do Karma Pesach in the interim years? I'd rather say the following. Line 14. We know that a non-Jew or even a Yisrael Mumar is not allowed to eat carbon Pesach. Remember, that was the Kalvachomer that Moshe Rabbeinu made in the Gemara Mesech Shabbos while he broke the Luchos. If even one mitzvah a Mumar can pardon, then the whole Torah that are in the Aseris Adibro, surely... And Moshe broke the luchos. But based on this pasuk, so kol ben vitanya b'mechilta, and it says in the medrash halacha of Shmos, kol ben nechar echad Yisrael mumar ve'echad goy b'mashma. We know whether it's a non-Jew or whether it is a Yisrael mumar ulitzad shem hatzinu she Yisrael asu egel. And what happened previously that year? Chet egel. Avodah Zarah, Abizrayu Davodah Zarah, 
And Chazal tell us in Chulin, the beginning first parak, Avodazar is it. Mumar. Mumar for Shabbos or Mumar for Avodazara. So one second. Maybe B'nai Yisrael are Mumarim. Okay, they weren't killed. But the Yikarim Pesach? The entire nation must have been wondering and shaking and scared. They knew this halacha. The Torah was given the previous year. Are we done? Are we finished? Are we going to be rejected? Maybe maybe we can't do Karan Pesach. Yes, they were Moshe's tefillahs worked, but how much did Moshe's tefillah worked? They were forgiven. Yes, they were forgiven and they weren't killed. Only certain perpetrators were killed. So Hashem said, "Okay, his wrath." was quieted. But are they still the chosen people? Are they still worthy of eating carbon Pesach? You might say the Ra was removed, but the Asetov, the special connection, the Amsegula nature, did that come back? Al-Kolzeh, second column, Odom, lo nisbasru, shenishaper avona egel. V'yesafek bedavar. They didn't know how much the Egel was going to have repercussions. Remember, Aaron Cohen throughout his life, kept thinking, oh, I'm going to get it now. Oh, I'm going to get it now. He kept thinking. He had this mechanism that went off inside of him. Whenever something didn't work, it's my fault. It's my fault. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, no. I'm telling you, B'nai Yisrael, you're back with me. I'm Segula. I don't see the past. He didn't command them to do Pesach. That already he commanded. He's letting them know that it's allowed. Viyasu. Let them do it. Let them do it. It's not a command. So it doesn't say Dabrel B'nai Yisrael. They were already commanded. He's letting Moshe know. And that's why Moshe tells them. But it's not in the same Lashon that a regular mitzvah would be. Wazeh ba'akadosh baruchu. V'nasan rishus. Not only did Hashem forgive them, and He didn't hurt them. But they're back to where they were. They're back to being the Am Segula. Or maybe they never lost it. But they still are the Am Segula. And now we understand the language and emphasizes. We didn't answer the month and year question. It emphasizes it's the second year. I want to say that first. Because the whole reason that this has to be said is because it's it's the second year since he has Mitzrayim. And we know what happened last year. We know what happened last year. The whole purpose here is to allow them to be machsher them to do the Pesach. That's why Pasach Dvarev Hizkir Shana Hashenis. Lasko Sove Vamamar. This is the reason for this whole Mimer. It's the second year. So you have to chayta Egel. Basheina Dvar Muskal. Basgoras Manachodesh. Sheina Mestayim Bazeh. Right? The month really isn't the focus here. We know when to do it. We happen to say that afterwards. But really, the Iker is the second year. 
and that's why it doesn't say Dabar Elbene Yisrael, it is a Rishayon. It is an allowance, it is not a Tzivui. V'day ba'odas ha'mishpat le'moshe, she'kenu adini. Let Moshe know, Moshe let them know. So the Arachayim HaKadosh, really, this, these two psukim, Aleph and Beis, even though on the surface they seem to be just background for the current Pesach Sheni story, it's really very moving and very important psukim. These psukim say we are back to where we were before. These psukim tell us that the Mumar status has been completely removed and we are Zoche to do the carbon Pesach. It was Hashem's letting Moshe know. Maybe even Moshe didn't know how much his tefillah helped, right? <laughs> wipe them out? So he didn't wipe them out. But Hashem let him know that they still could do Karan Pesach, which is, so to speak, a litmus test. Karan Pesach is a litmus test for the status of Am Yisrael. One idea. There is a second answer, just to answer one of the questions of the Arachayim. The Bear Yosef, here in source number three, answers the Vav question. What's the Vav? The Yasu. Also, similar in terms of giving the allowance of giving the carbon, uh, doing the carbon Pesach, but he puts it into context of what was done right beforehand. Why would I have thought that they don't do carbon Pesach? So again, one answer was the Arachayim HaKadosh. Says the Bar Yosef another answer. What, would you, what did we just talk about in the parasha right before this? The story of the Levium. The story of the Levium stepping into the shoes and taking over for the firstborns. Why do we celebrate Pesach? Why do we have carbon Pesach? Because Hashem passed over our homes. When did He pass over our homes? By Machas Bechoros. One second. We don't have firstborns anymore functioning for us. We're still doing Pesach? We still do Karmen Pesach, even though the climax of the story of Makas Bechoros has been switched. There have been substitutes that are taking over now. Sheva Levi is taking over now. The firstborns are out. Do we still do Karmen Pesach? Are we still going to focus on Makas Bechoros? That's the Hafamina. It's following the story of the Levium. What does it say right beforehand? The The Levium are going to do it. Says the Bar Yosef. That was the Havamina. Right? For us, it's simple. We know. We have Pesach. We have Pesach. But maybe Pesach takes on a totally different form after the Chet Egel. Amazing. Right? Maybe Pesach is different. After all, the firstborns aren't going to play center stage anymore. And they were the ones that were saved at the Pesach moment. The F Shalomar Bazeh says the Bar Yosef so creatively. It's building on what we just said before. Take them, purify them. The whole process. The Levim is the focus. They were sanctified instead of the firstborns. Line 13, take over. Top left. Isn't the whole root of Kermit of Pesach? Switched, changed, 
Maybe we should have a different kind of holiday. But not so much focused on Pesach. Says the Yosef, that part didn't change. That part didn't change. <laughs> One might say that the firstborns were mamish, but the Levim were in lieu of the firstborns. They're stepping into their shoes. The Archaim HaKadosh, I think in Pasha's Chukas, quotes a Zohar. I'm not sure if we know what the Zohar is, that in the future, the Avod is going to go back to the firstborns. Maybe along with the Levim. I don't know if it's, it's not, not clear. But either way, says the Bear Yosef, that part doesn't switch. The firstborns were chosen. And even, especially, I didn't emphasize, the Karman Pesach is performed by the Levian, the Kohanim. They're the ones that are involved in the Avoda. Is that appropriate? The firstborns are not this carbon that has to do with Pesach. Is not going to have the firstborns that are involved in it? And the answer is, Kachazet. It still has to be. Still do it. Same idea. It's an allowance. Still do the Pesach. That's the Vav Achibor. The Vav is Mechubar to the previous section, to the previous Parsha, even though the Levim have been chosen, but the firstborns uh, maybe eventually will play a role, but the holiday for sure um, is something that will be forever and ever is focused on the, the carbon itself. Okay. I had prepared the Parsha Shear by Monday, um, and then um, and then Rabbi Norman Lamb, Zechron Lavracha, was, was nifted that day. So I, uh, I knew I had to get Rabbi Lamb into the Shear. Um, he was, um, you know, obviously he doesn't need my introduction, a very special man. I personally had the schluss of, of having, uh, when I was in Smicha, for a couple of months, for uh, for two years, he had lunch with a number of the smicha students, trying to uh, helping them meet with their different uh, people of uh, of note in the uh, North American Jewish community, trying to help shape uh, young minds, and it was really an amazing, amazing experience. But he has unbelievable drushes, as is, as has been noted. Um, so the following is one of his drushes, and I was preparing. I'm like, wait a minute, it's Parshas Baloscha in Eretz Yisrael. It's my favorite Rabbi Lamvart. So I have to quote it. It's here. I gave you the whole drush up on page 2, 3, and 4. But it's really <laughs> based on a Medrash Ne'elam, which is a Kabbalistic safer connected to the Zohar. But he develops it. He develops it. And it's a classic Rabbi Lamvart. Again, we're not going to read the whole drush up, but again, the message. He speaks about the Nunin Hafuchen, the backwards Nuns. The backwards nuns. And one might formulate it as a question. So we know the Gemara and Shabbos tells us that these two psukim have to be cordoned off from the rest of the Torah. Sefer by Midbar is really three svarim, before Vayibin Soa, Vayibin Soa, and after. So we corded it off. But the question is, why is the Mesorah to use nuns? Right, we could cord it, we could cordon it off with other letters. A cuff even looks like a bracket. That would also be a good one. You know, a, nu, a, a lamid. Many letters could be used. Why dafka is the misora to use nuns, and not only nuns, backwards nuns? Why nuns, and why backwards? And Abel Lamb says, as much as he urges and supports involvement in the world, 
as he stood for, obviously, making hashpah, having a roshem on the entire world, he says, we Jews always have to remember that there's much we're different in. And there's much that we'll never be able to mix in totally. And as much as a Jew, you know, is part of the world, a Jew is also a part of the world. And one has to always recognize that. And he quotes the author of the Medrash Nelam, this is on page three now, the next page, where the Medrash relates the Nunin and he starts talking about Dag, Dagim. The Yidgu Larov, Bekarava Aretz, that's how you're going to have a Hippid Soa. What's going on here? By Lamb explains that Nun, Nuna in Aramaic is a fish. Often, not often, a number of times in uh, in Tanakh, once in the Torah, Yagar Sadusa, Aramaic and Lashon Kodesh are linked. Are linked. Nuna in Aramaic is a fish. A backwards nun symbolizes a backwards fish. A fish flowing upstream. The name of this article, upstream. For what they mean is that the letter nun on the bottom left means fish, and therefore the inverted letters symbolize fish that are willing to swim upstream against the tide, against the currents and tendencies of their surroundings. It is this remarkable quality which characterizes the true Jew and distinguishes him or her from the pagan. Sometimes in life, we have to flow upstream. We're a fish, we're in the water of life, but we have to go against what everybody's doing. We have to go against the grain. (laughs) The upstream tradition of Judaism means that we must dare to be different. It means that when religious observance is frowned upon, we must frown right back and follow the dictates of our conscience and the teachings of the halacha. When religion is popular, but for the wrong reason, such as social or aesthetic reasons, we must not hesitate to say so openly and urge people to practice their religion for the proper motives. The chulu, the upstream tradition of Judaism also means to dare to be alone. To be different, to go against the tide, often leaves people with feelings of aloneness. But it is that, but that is what makes mankind worthy and life worthwhile. And he continues and goes through the idea of upward and upstream, and that's why he bin soa ha'aron. But he bin soa ha'aron. He quotes different stories along the way. Kedarko Bakodesh. Um, and then towards the end. He writes, maybe <laughs> that's the Pshat in Pirkei Avos. The Mishnah in Pirkei Avos in the second parak, which says, what is the proper way? If you look closely, it's Min Ha'adam. Not Min Adam. What's Min Ha'adam? So it says Rabbi Lamb, it must accord with his own inner self. It must issue from the deepest recesses of his own spirit and conscience. We have to be true to ourselves. Not always true to the world around us. But the nature of certain fish is to flow upstream. That's their essence. And that's what they have to do. The right way is one that is not dictated by the taste and temperament of others, but by my own inner conscience. By my convictions, not by those of my contemporaries. By my standards, not by those of my society, by my faith, not those of my friends. And again, this is what Rabbi Lamb did his entire life. He did what, and he said what he believed in. And he wasn't always popular by a number of other other views. But he always was acting in what he thought was the, 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 
the derech that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted him to act, expressing views with a strong conviction, connected to, connected to tradition, connected to truthfulness, and uh, always for the good of Klal Yisrael. Always Latovas Am Yisrael. Uh, again, in this Vard, I think, uh, captures his, his message. It reminds me also of the thought that we mentioned in other, other contexts. Um, this was Moshe Rabbeinu. Remember the question? Moshe Rabbeinu had many different names, the Medrash tells us. Right, Avigdar, Yekutiel, uh, Aviza Noach, and yet Moshe was the one that stuck. Moshe stuck. Why Davka Moshe? Pulled from the water. Right, that's such an exciting name. Out of all the names, there's some beautiful ones. Pulled from the water. Why, why is that so significant? So the Pshat is given that when water goes into a container, goes into a bottle, so water takes upon itself the shape of the bottle. If water is poured into a triangular container, it becomes triangular. Water represents the ultimate in conformity. That's water. Moshe was pulled from the water. Moshe was the anti-water. Moshe did what he thought was right because he knew. He swam upstream. Moshe Rabbeinu was a perfect example. He'd been so ha'aron, right? When nobody else was standing up <laughs> in Mitzrayim, in Midian, everywhere. That's exactly this thought of the backwards nunin, the nunin hafuchin, a Jew flowing upstream. Okay. And now we get to ideas in Sefer Bamidbar. The complaining starts. Fayi ha'am kimisoninim. They're misoninim. Hashem gets angry. And then there's the asafsuf. They wanted meat. Vayashuva vayivku. Mi yachileinu basar. We want meat. Zocharnu es hadoga. We remember the fish. We remember the fish. Ah, oh, back in Mitzrayim, that was the life. The onions, the garlic. And we read this Pasuk every year and we, we're always amazed. Oh, remember the Altahaim in Mitzrayim? Ah, oh, those were the days. What are they talking about? How could they be saying such things? Mitzrayim, they threw their babies into the river. How could they be rewriting history so convincingly to themselves? We remember the fruits and the vegetables. That's what they remember because they're in the desert and they only have they have mun. They have mun. What is this? So again, Chazal already noted this, and they pick up on one word in the pasuk. One word in the pasuk, and that is. What's the chinam? For nothing, for free? Rashi. What, if you think the Mitzrayim gave them fruit for free? They didn't give them straw, let alone dug him. Remember those days that we didn't have mitzvos. There's such a sharp formulation. I saw in the Akedas Yitzchak, in source number six, says the Akedas Yitzchak. Again, he was a uh, late Rishon. He died in 1494. He was expelled from Spain in the 1492. He died two years later. Uh, but here, Akedas Yitzchak, he writes, what was the root attitude, the problem? What was our root attitude at this time? After getting all these mitzvos, Amnam Iker Ra'atam Haba Ba'aznei Hashem He What was the problem? 
that came into Hashem's ears. Ki hema yu bocharim b'shichur nafsham asher hayalahem b'mitzrayim im shibud gufam yoser mishichur gufam im shibud nafsham el al Torah b'tzvos. What a sharp formulation. They were choosing freedom of the soul with subjugation of the body rather than subjugation of the soul and freedom of the body. Back in Mitzrayim, they had freedom of the soul. Nobody was telling them what to believe. Nobody was telling them how to behave morally and ethically. That was up to them. They had freedom of ethics. They didn't have freedom of body. But with this attitude of Zacharnu, this reconfiguring of history, what were they saying? We'd rather have freedom of the soul than freedom of the body. What a tragedy we, shouldn't say they, what a tragedy we expressed at that time. Ki mizgam It was a burden. Olamasa kaved. Elofishi bushovi kalmo. But because they didn't want to say that. They didn't want to say that, oh, we don't want mitzvos. They had to come up with something. They had to come up with something fake to cover up the real tragic attitude. Remember the food? There wasn't any food there. But they had to make something up. Mashal to a to a promiscuous an unfaithful woman, Asher Moasab Abayla, that didn't like her husband anymore, she wanted to marry somebody else, she doesn't want to tell her husband that I, you know, I fell in love with somebody else, she comes up, you don't feed me enough, you don't tell me this, all the different excuses, to come up with excuses, Really, it's not true. She's just Moeses as Baila. She's had enough of her relationship. She just wants to marry somebody else. That was the Kavana here too. Rachmana Litzlan. They wanted freedom. They wanted the other type of freedom. Rachmana Litzlan, Rabosai, we have to make sure that we always have the proper perspective. We want Shibud Nafsham and Shichrur Gufam. We want to be Meshubit HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We want the Avdus. There always has to be one or the other. That's the way it seems to work here. Probably Shibud of something and Cherus of something else. Ein Lecha Ben Chorin Ela Misha Yasuk Batorah. That's the true freedom. Because if we're Meshubit ourselves to the Torah, we'll realize it's not a Shibud. We realize it's not. Only somebody looking in from the outside might think it is. That just just hit me in the in my head. We mentioned last year, two years ago, a thought of the uh, Rabbi Lamb because that's what it just hit me about uh, the the uh, people looking in. I think it was on the the base Parva. I don't remember all the details about putting a mezuzah on the base Parva. And somebody said put a mezuzah on the base Parva because people might think that if there's not really a room and the Kohen Gadol stays there for the week before Yom Kippur, they'll think he's in jail. And Rabbi Lamb expanded upon that Alder Drush. Sometimes people think that religious people, the Kohen Gadol for a week before Yom Kippur, he's in jail. It's a Shibud. 
But that's only when you're looking in from the outside. When you're on the inside, you realize, Enlacha ben Chorin, Elamisha Yasak Batora. It's the Cherus that comes from the Shibud Hanefesh. Related to this, related to this is uh, a thought from the Drash David, uh, contemporary, uh, where he talks about, you know, how exactly did they complain? Pela Davar Ketzad is Onanu, Kolkach Beneoso Adar, the Dardea. What was the attitude? This is what Alma Farshim say. What was the attitude? So says the Drash David. Again, different words. I just thought the Akedas Yitzchak was so sharp and so so cutting cutting through. But the Drash David says the same idea in just little different terms. The Torah is teaching us a yisod about dealing with challenges and dealing with tsaris and dealing with with uh, difficult situations. So much of life is totally on our attitude, not on the objective. Is it hard? Is it challenging? Are we tired? If we're tired in the morning, we know it ourselves. If we're excited about something we have to do that day, we could be exactly equally tired as we were the day before. But if we want to do it, if we're excited to get up for something, then we get up. And if we're not, and if we feel like we have nothing to accomplish that day, and then, then we'll just stay in bed. It's all in the attitude. Everything in life is in the attitude, including and especially Avodas Hashem, and meeting any challenge. If there's the goal in mind, if I see the finish line, what's the finish line? It means serving Hashem today properly with Avodas Hashem. So then I can just go and I can power. It doesn't mean there aren't pitfalls. It doesn't mean I stumble sometimes. But that's what I could. That's what I could uh, accomplish. I could get through the challenges and jump over the the um, markers that are in front of me, as long as I have that attitude. That was the issue here. If we don't have that attitude, turning the page on line twelve. If my, my, my life is not focused on me, then it's focused on something else. If, God, if, if it's not focused on Avodah Hashem, it's focused on me, it's focused on money, it's focused on anything. Even if I would do mitzvos, it's not the focus of my life. I happen to do mitzvos. If I'm not focused on the goal, so then... When there's a challenge and a difficulty, I can get sidetracked very easily. And I won't accomplish. The goal of life is to have the goal of life in front of me. The goal of life is to see the finish line of HaKadosh Baruch of Olam Haba, however you want to say it. But so much of it has to do with our attitude. So much has to do with our attitude. And he continues and, and discusses this a little more, which we're not going to go into right now. Okay, let's get to another fascinating thought. Yud Beis, Yud Beis. Sorry, not Yud Beis, Yud Beis. We're not there yet. Uh, Yud Aleph Chafhei. Yud Aleph Chafhei. The next, I didn't even mention this. Right, what happens here? Moshe Rabbeinu uh, is, well, before we get to that, we get, Vayam Hashem Moshe, Esfeli Shivim Ish, 
pick seven, seventy zakenim. Balakachta take into the olamov. It's yatsu shemimach. They'll be with you. The aradi vidvartiim chasham. I'll give some of your ruach onto them. Vechulu. Skip a couple of sukkim. Moshe Rabbeinu gets a little upset. Hashem says to Moshe, Yad Hashem tixar. And then we get to Eldad and Medad. Vayisharu shnei anashim b'machane. Shem o echad Eldad. V'shem hasheni Medad. V'atanach aleim ha-ruach. They had ruach ha-kodesh. V'hem ha-baksuvim. V'yisnabu b'machane. V'yaret ha-nar. D'nar. Yeshua ben-nun. Or some say Gershom ben-Moshe. Right? The, the um, Rashi says Gershom. He runs. It tells Moshe. Not Yeshua. Yeshua is going to be the next passage. Eldad u-meidad. M'snabu b'machane. They're giving prophecy. Yeshua says, Moshe! Do something. And Moshe says, Halavai, everybody should have nevuah. Chazal tell us what was being said. Misnabim. What was being said? Look at the Aznayim Torah. He quotes from the Balaturim. If you never saw this Rashi Tevis. Misnabim. Moshe Tanuach Nafsho Began Eden. Began Elokim. Yoshua Machnes. That's Misnabim. Moshe is going to die. Yoshua is going to bring him in. The Yesh Lohavin. As Chazal tell us, ask Rav Saratskin, Lama ba aleim hachazus hakasha azos dafgata. Why right now did they get this nevuah that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't going to make it? Laachar bechiras ma'amad azakenim shachavtos Yisrael. Right now, why? Why did this come right now? Says the Osayim Latara, such a beautiful thought. The Yesh Lomar, the first mission in Pirkei Moshe Kibatar Misina Mesorah Yeshua Bishua Zakanim. There's a concept of Ashashelas Hamasora. There's a concept of Rebbe to Talmud. Going back from the first Rebbe, Hakadush Baruchu, to Moshe, to Yoshua, to the Zakanim, the Khulu. And it continues. Hashem promises there will never be a generation that this will be cut off. That there won't be a Rebbe to pass it to a Talmud, there won't be a be a Talmud to get it from a Rebbe. Every generation will have that. As he writes, Alderic Drush, on the bottom of the column, Osios Niknos Bimisira, which is a Choshe Mishpah concept. But he says the Osios of the Torah are nicknamed with Mesira by giving it over from generation to generation. Dafka de Amal Rab, Vishimusho Shalamakabel, Eitzel Rabbo, Hamoser Koimeku Naso. What just happened right before this? Moshe Rabbeinu appoints 70 Zakanim. Who are those 70 Zakanim? Those were going to be Yoshua's Talmidim. Once Yoshua has Talmidim set in place, so now Moshe Rabbeinu's time is limited. Now it's set up for the next door. Only once this took place could there be Moshe, the thought of Moshe passing on. Because once Yeshua was always there, but who's Yeshua going to give it to? You need to have that in place. Because much lo hayu odzakenim be Yisrael hayinu hayinu makablem chadashim ide Yoshua. If there weren't this akedim that would get it from Yoshua, ella yamushu me alo shal rabbam shalo yamushu yefshar hayafilu ledabro misas Moshe. You can't talk about misas Moshe until the next generation is set up. He's going to die. Who's Moshe going to Yeshua going to give it to? Ah, oh. once the shivim zakenim are set up, now, now it's in place. Now it's possible. Again, Moshe's going to live for another 40 years. But at least the, the topic of Nevuah even, about this topic of Moshe Rabbeinu not going in, that is something that can only be mentioned now uh, at this stage in history. Kaddish Baruch Hu always takes care. 
that the generations are always set up. Rebbe and Talmud and Rebbe and Talmud. Okay. Moving right along. The story of Aaron and Miriam and Moshe. Aaron and Miriam and Moshe. Says the Pasuk in Yudbeis Yudbeis. Very difficult Pasuk to translate. Aaron Akoin says to Moshe, Do something! Al Nasi Kameis, let Miriam not be like dead. Asher so me rechem imo, besaro. What does that mean? Don't, it shouldn't be like a dead body that went out of his mother's womb and half his flesh is eaten. Very hard Pusik. What is going on here? So our, the Rashi quotes, Imenu hayolomar. What do you mean rechem imo? Our mother. Basically saying, if if Miriam is ha- is considered dead, then it's half of you. Children are one unit. Okay, and then Rashi quotes what's but say so. But there's a Targum Yonasim and Uziel on the Pasik who emphasizes, and the Shemana Tov in the second volume expands upon this. But he quotes in the Targum Yonasim and Uziel, buried in Amuka, says the Targum. Don't let Miriam, our sister, who has Saras, be like dead in the tent. She's like like a baby that was formed in the womb. Nine months. A baby that came to full term. And when it comes time to go out to the world, the Isachil Palgus Bisrei, and part of its flesh will be literally consumed. When the mother goes on the mashbear on the birthing stool, and there's a stillborn, Rachman Litzlan, after nine months, meaning you're about to have life. It wasn't like an early miscarriage in this first trimester. How much more painful is it? When this full term, and then the baby dies, Rachman Litzlan, Omafka Yase Chaisa, Kanachate Chechtein, Kanavena Baradim Mitzrayim. That's what's going on here. Miriam has been through the whole process. Miriam watched over you. It wasn't just like earlier. They thought they were going in. Miriam has been through everything with the Jews. Chamya Yasen Begalusa, and she saw the Golas. Ube Tultulan, Ube Shibudan, Uktumatas Zimna Lamefak. Well, the mayor says, Yisrael, it's about to, the birth is about to happen. We're about to go into Eretz Yisrael. Now she's going to die. Now she's going to die. That's the Pusik, says the Targum Yonasan. She shouldn't be like a dead, and not just somebody who dies, but such a painful death. A baby whose flesh is consumed at the, as, the, as he's coming out. The stillborn after nine months, how, how painful that is. More than, more than even an earlier one. And that's the message where Aaron is saying, how can you do this to Miriam? It's the end of the process. How ironic, how ironic that it ended up that all three of them, all three of them, you know, had to experience that. Right at the end, they even saw Eretz Yisrael. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes there. But that's what Aaron HaKon was telling Moshe at this time. After the whole process, and right before the end, that's even more painful. Don't do it, Davin, if it's in your power to change anything. <coughs> One final thought for the uh, the evening. Again, you can look at how the Shemana Tov expands upon it. 
But we know the Am waited until Miriam got better. That's the last Rashi on the Parsha. The Am lo nasa, ze'akavod cholok la'amakom, v'shvul sho'achash in his akfala Moshe, kashur shlach la'or. The whole nation waited, this is schar, that she waited and watched over her brother in the Yor. By the way, what day was that? What day was the brother, was Moshe in the basket? That was Shavuos. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu was born three months early, Zion Adar, three months later. His due date was Shavuos, and that's the day that he was in the basket on Shavuos. So she watched over him. So Hashem is paying her back. The whole nation waits for her. Ask the Shem Anatov in the first volume. Last source. That's a long time to wait. Why Dafka? That's the first message. First message is that Hashem is has all the time in the world. And Mida Kanek and Mida could be many, many decades later. Right? We don't we can't fathom the the uh Tzadik Vyoshar element of Akadash Barahu. But why Dafka now? Why Dafka now? See he says the Itachain. The Itachain. Sometimes we ourselves, but also for other people, we don't recognize the godless of something that we did until much later, or the godless of something that somebody else did until much, much later. What happens right now? Now, at the end of Baloschiz, when the whole Am knows the awesome qualities of Moshe Rabbeinu, and they realize he's different than all the other Nevi'im, and they realize Moshe... Only now they realize what godless it was that Miriam saved Moshe. Only now they could appreciate when they realize how great Moshe is, they realize what the salvation of Moshe meant. And now they have a kara and a kara satov for Miriam on an even deeper level. And that's why the Dafka wait here. Because now is when they appreciate the godless of Moshe Rabbeinu. What Hashem says, Panim al-Panim bo, and there's nobody, pal pal bo, there's nobody like Moshe ever before or ever after. But again, the message for us could be, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has it all worked out. Hashem, Hashem has the schar all worked out. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes we don't understand it. You know, the Tzadik Varala, Rasha Vitovlo, that's only in a short-term view. Kodesh has it all worked out. He wrote that will be Zochet to see all of the brachas and all of the schar for Am Yisrael, Bimheira, V'yameinu.